Hey, hey, what's going on? It's me, David. Today, I'm uh, answering a member-submitted question, uh, which is, how do I write consistently? I got a few different emails from different people. All of them were sort of asking the same thing, which is like, how do I consistently come up with something to write about? How do I um, come up with something to say? And here's what I wrote back. Uh, I'm going to kind of read it as well as riff on some of these topics myself. So again, member question, how do I consistently come up with something to write about? Well, we all know how to write. You likely have written many emails today. We all know how to think. You're thinking right now, possibly too much. The real question is what leads to the type of of thinking or the type of writing that is what you wish to have. So we know how to write, we know how to think. What leads to the type of thinking or writing that you wish to have? And it is true that both thinking and writing are both able to be manipulated in such a way that we get the type of writing or the type of speaking that we seek to have. If we manipulate the elements if we understand how to get that writing or speaking out of us on a consistent basis, that is the solution to how we consistently come up with something to write or speak about. What's needed to write consistently is an understanding of what it is that leads to that quality and consistent writing. That's the real question that we're after here. Not how do I come up with something to write about. Instead, what is it that leads to writing of a certain quality or consistency? And the thing is, there's many obstacles to this. Each one of these obstacles is silent. If we're not aware of them, they will show up and impede that consistent writing, that creative writing, that creative speaking that video, that audio, whatever it is you're looking to create, if we're not aware of the obstacles that prevent us from getting the results we want, we will continue to hit those obstacles. And so this conversation, this post is about talking through the silent obstacles that are blocking you from achieving the quality or consistency of writing or speaking that you seek. The work at hand is not necessarily to think about writing or speaking. The work at hand is understanding these obstacles and then removing them or building a plan to get around them every time they show up. And writing is not that much different than any other creative endeavor. So whatever work it is you're looking to pursue, this is relevant. So once again, to answer the question, how do I learn to write often? We instead need to ask the question, why are we not writing often? What is the obstacle that is preventing us from, from writing? Because it's very likely that you've actually created something in the past that was unimpeded. You were able to create it the way you wanted. It came out the way you were hoping. It felt like magic. And now you're concerned because you ha you're not able to replicate that. You're not able to get in that state again. And all of the work comes in learning how to get in that state and how to uh, overcome obstacles that keep you from getting in that state. So what are the obstacles? The first obstacle is censorship. A few times already in recording this, I've almost let myself slip. I 
almost self-censored things that were coming up that I wanted to say to you on this podcast because maybe I was scared that you wouldn't understand it. Maybe I was scared what you would think about what I'm saying right now. I censor myself in a way so that I'm seen in a certain way. We censor because we want to have other people see us in a certain way. And when we censor, we reduce our ability to purely create, to purely write. And what we're really after when we're creating anything is this purity. That flow state, that sense of creation, that sense of quality that you're after is really a type of purity that comes in creating your work, which has to come from a source, you, that is uncensored. When we don't censor ourselves and we create, we are able to move people in a way that we are not able to do when we overthink what we create or we censor ourselves. So the first obstacle is, are you censoring yourself? Are you um, changing what you're writing or what you're creating because you want to be seen in a certain way? Not because you know what the art needs and you want it to, to turn out a certain way, but because you personally feel like you want to be seen in a certain way, in a certain way. So step one is, or obstacle one is really censorship. Obstacle two is your state. To share purely, to share creatively, one has to be open and focused on the work at hand. You have to have this directed focus of attention on the, the work that you're creating. It cannot be on yourself. If you've moved past this self-censorship, it's likely that you are more focused on the work, but sometimes we still have this thing in our heads when we're creating something that is checking uh, how we're doing it. Are we doing this well? Are we saying this right? And all of that, again, impedes from this flow, this state you want where things are easy, where things come out naturally and purely. You don't write because you need to, you write because you have this compulsion, you have something that you want to get out, you have something that you want to spill onto the page. Um, and because of that, this is sort of like a delicate thing. You want to ensure that this focus, this state that you're in when you're creating, it's almost like a garden. And you have to learn this nuance of walking into that space and being focused on the task at hand and not being distracted and not censoring. And so when creators, when great creators are making their art, what they're actually really good at is just simply knowing how to get into the state that helps them come up with work that's great. When a comedian enters the stage, they are able to get in the state of being a comedian. When a drummer enters the st their state and they click those sticks three times before they kick off the band, they enter this new space, this garden that's safe where they're, they're in flow, they're creative. When a painter uh, is prepping the new painting and laying down the oil and dropping the needle on the record they're gonna listen to when they're creating, that is putting them into this state. A doctor is washing their hands before the surgery because it is getting them in the habit of being in the state of being focused on their task at hand. The state we're looking for is it's almost like a channel that you switch into that assists you in the type of focus necessary for creation. And so to find the state that allows you to create your best work, to get good at turning on that state or switching into that channel, 
We just have to understand what that is for us and how it is that we get there. And if we can focus on understanding that and getting to that space more frequently, our results will actually be uh, more of what we want. So we simply have to understand what this channel is for ourselves and then get better at stepping into that. The third obstacle, confidence. Confidence is the ability to believe that you will be able to enter the state when necessary. A doctor is confident because they know that once they wash their hands and they get into that state, that they perform their task well. It, confidence is really this trust in your ability in advance. And practice, of course, can help here. Repetitions of your craft can help here. But the real goal of these repetitions is to practice getting into that state that allows you to create the type of work that you want one that produces the results that you're after. So we practice until we find the sweet spot. When we find the sweet spot of this kind of flow state of creation, we create good work. We practice getting into that state. We, we do repetitions to build confidence in our ability to get into that, that flow state. And so the good news is if you found it one time, if you've written something, if you've recorded something, if you've created something and you lost yourself in the work and had a good outcome, chances are you can find that more times. And if you can find it more times, you can find it all of the time. You can find it daily. And that's what we're really after here. That was the question that was really being pursued today. So your confidence increases as you find your ability more frequently. And as you find your ability more frequently, you get better results. What I recommend with practice and practice building confidence is, is also exercising the full task. So um, you know, if you're trying to get better at writing or you're trying to get better at vlogging or recording a podcast, do the entire thing and release it. Don't just practice the intro. Don't just practice uh, one step of it. Do the entire process because that will help you see everything through to completion. Next obstacle, feedback. This is the scary one for everybody, right? Uh, I'm scared of getting feedback on my work. I don't want to share it with people because I'm nervous what they're going to think. As Seth Godin says, art is only art when it makes contact with the audience. We only know the quality of that thing that we wrote when it engages with somebody. And I know there's a lot of fear around feedback. I know that this obstacle of getting feedback is a fear that runs very deep for people. The, the reason we have fear, that's a good question. Not asking how do we quell the fear, but asking why do we have fear is that we believe that the audience feedback says something about us. We, we internalize audience feedback as a flaw in ourselves instead of a flaw in the work. And that confusion of thinking that feedback means something about you instead of meaning something about this thing that you created that is totally separate from you, that's where the anxiety comes in. For me, I had to give up interest in being personally great. I had to give up interest in uh, being famous or well-known, and I had to focus instead on the thing that I was creating and not take it personally when that thing that I created that is not me uh, was not seen in the way I was hoping or rejected by the audience. The thing is, if you focus on being great, you will consistently see reminders that you're not you will be playing a losing game. This game of comparison is a losing game. And even if you're winning, even if you're getting great feedback, 
you will start to try to protect that good feedback. You will be scared about taking a risk because you'll be scared of what it might feel like to get not great feedback. You will feel like you're holding together a dam that could break at any moment. So I have no interest in personally becoming great. I have no interest in being famous. I am entirely interested in creating the best possible work that I'm capable of. And if people don't receive that well, if it gets bad feedback, chances are it's not for them. But if it is for the people I'm trying to create for and they give me negative feedback, that's great. Thank you. I am learning how to do the best possible work that I'm personally capable of. And so I welcome feedback that helps me improve the work. Again, it's not about me. It's about the work that's being created. It's about my standard. And so if I set my own bar, then I don't have to allow other people to set the bar for me. And I want to have this sense of pride over my work. And so when it connects with people, I can feel prideful. But I don't need it to connect with people to feel self-validated. It is the icing on top of the cake, not an obsessive end result that is necessary for my own personal happiness. So give up awards, give up competition for competition's sake. Give up being great in anyone else's eyes but your own. And only you know what you're capable of and how you're improving. Learn from your audience, refine your ability, use it as a guide to creating better work but not because you need to please them, but instead because you want to get better at creating this art that you care about. So that's the obstacle of feedback. Last obstacle, writing for other people. To create often, to consistently write, to consistently podcast, to consistently create videos, you have to enter your own space. You have to find your own edges. You have to care about this thing that you're embarking on solo. You do it for yourself. Because if you're constantly looking over your shoulder, you've already lost. And so I kind of imagine myself in this bubble of sorts where I'm trying to sort of get to the edge of this bubble space, which only I know the boundaries of. And the further I can push my own bubble, the further I explore that edge, the more pure and interesting my writing is. When I do it for me, when I explore the edges that I think are most interesting, when I cocoon myself in this creation without thinking that I have to do it for someone else, that's when the best work comes out. So write, create, make your podcast, and do it all without expectation. Give up on writing to be seen by other people. Give up trying to prove a point with your work. Give up that comparison and instead just purely write. Ironically, that's how you find the results you want. So just to review the, the obstacles, the question was, how do I consistently come up with something to write about? And my response to that is understand what it is that leads to consistent writing. And if you understand that, you understand that there's obstacles to that. And if you understand the obstacles, then you can avoid them or have a plan when they come up. And the obstacles are censorship. When you're pure and you're uncensored, you move people. Second obstacle is your state. If you are practiced 
at finding that state that lets you create that flow state, whatever you want to call it, and you get better at stepping into that, you're going to produce better work. If you produce better work and you get better at stepping into that flow state, you overcome the next hurdle, which is confidence. Confidence is trust in your ability to step into that state. It's trust in advance. That's what confidence is. Next obstacle, feedback. We're concerned that feedback means something about us instead of meaning something about work. And the quicker you can see that work as separate than you, uh, the, the better it is and the easier it is to gather feedback without taking it personally. The last obstacle is creating for other people. Find your own edges. Explore things that you find fascinating. You know, it's like Werner Herzog, the documentarian. He just goes crazy. He just flies to another country and just gets obsessed with some random thing and then documents it. And he gets so much out of it and he pushes his own edge so much that when he puts out that movie, he's already won because he's already explored and improved himself. And the byproduct of that is people loving his films. And he doesn't need you to love his films. He's creating. Um, so that's my advice. Please hit reply. Uh, send me an email, david at creative-caffeine.com. Uh, this was a little bit different of an episode today. I was reading and riffing off of some of my latest emails. Um, and hopefully that was uh, helpful. So looking forward to chatting again soon. As always, uh, I'll be back again later.